You're listening to The International Experience, and this is our very first episode since we have changed the radio show to a podcast, and you're listening to us live from New York City here on the Anchor app, and I'm your host, Tandika, and joining me is our very first guest as a podcast, Sayara Bakish, and I'm so excited to have Sayara on. Sayara is an international student, I should say an international graduate, uh, which we'll talk some more about from Azerbaijan and she's been studying at Pace University which is where I met her so welcome to the show Sayara thank you for having me Tandika I'm so happy to be here now I know how are you doing it's been a while since I've seen you I miss seeing you in the hallway uh you know how are you doing it is so surreal. I can't believe that it's been like almost two months that we are done with school and staying home and having online classes all the time. I don't know. I'm feeling, I don't know how I feel. Like it's been two months now. I miss so much coming to school, working there and speaking to people. I miss socializing. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Absolutely. I was telling um, the other staff that I work with as a grad assistant in Dubin that, you know, how much I miss them. And I was so sad mm-hmm. about the fact that, yeah. um, you know, school ended, my, my, my work with them ended, and I wasn't even able to say goodbye and for us to have a little, say, you know, farewell exactly. thing. It's so sad. Yeah, 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 I was talking to Melissa the other day. I emailed her and we talked about this this whole situation and like how I miss coming to school and blah 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 and she was also yeah exactly like I I miss just interacting with people there and it's so sad that we we didn't see this coming and we didn't have a chance to say proper goodbye to people to our classmates to the people that we were working there then Miss Hines and then Michelle, like everyone, everyone. I couldn't have a chance to say goodbye. Yeah, it's absolutely crazy. Well, I know yeah. that you and I, many times we spoke about you coming on the show when I was doing it um, uh. on WPU Radio at Pace University. And every week I'd be like, I have you on the show next week. I have you on the show next week. <laughs> and next week never came. So now, yeah. you know, you're going to be my first host on the podcast here. And I'm so happy to have you. Um, so let's talk about a bit about your country, Azerbaijan. Yeah. And this is one of the things yeah. that we kind of connected with. Because every time I saw <laughs> you, I would say... Sayara, is it Azerbaijan or Kazakhstan? And you would roll your eyes every That's time. That's ridiculous. <laughs> like the names are not even similar. <laughs> I have no every time I would have this brain fart when I see them like, oh my god, is it Azerbaijan or Kazakhstan? But it's absolutely Azerbaijan. So tell us a little about Azerbaijan. Well, Azerbaijan is a small country located in the west of Europe and we are bordering with Russia, Georgia, Armenia, Turkey and Iran. So it is not very popular because it's a very small country very small, with very small economy. And yeah, like we speak, our, our language is Turkish, but it is not the Turkish that is spoken in Turkey. It's like different dialect, 
dialect of Turkish. Like, um, think of it like Austria. Like in Austria, they speak German, but their German is different from the German that they speak in Germany. But they understand each other. Like same logic goes here too. And um, so the country, so the population majorly is Muslim, but the country is not a Muslim country. We have lots of different religions. We have Christians, we have Jews, we have Muslims. And the country in general is a secular country. So we have churches, we have mosques, we have synagogues. Like it's a very diverse country, um, religion based. Yeah. Um, and yeah, we have a lot of different ethnicities, um, but we all like live under the roof of like Azerbaijan Republic. But it is it's very small country, so I, I understand people not knowing the name of the country. And actually, some of my friends, I know some people. Maybe I'm also guilty of that a little <laughs> bit. Some some people from my countries, we we have this tactic like whenever we are some foreign country and people are asking oh so where are you from and because like if we say Azerbaijan the next question will come so where is that and then just to avoid the hustle of explaining where the country is we just cut it like and say like oh we're from Turkey and oh, then the conversation goodness. but but then that's not wrong but, but then that's wrong we shouldn't do that so yeah. now I started like okay I, I have to educate people yeah. like I have to kind of like so this is this country and this is here it is and blah 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 so yeah you know I can totally relate to that Sayara because um you know I'm from Guyana it's in South America and it's it's mostly unknown as being a part of South America because we speak English and when people hear South America they automatically think about you know Brazil and stuff like and other countries who are non-English speaking countries and so you know and sadly I would usually have to say oh you know the country where all those people died um you know <laughs> yeah, in the mass and, and it's yeah that's the only thing I that know. people know guy a lot of people know Guyana for for the Jim Jones incident and I'm like so you know about my country about something that someone who was not Guyanese <laughs> did wow. in my country so you know I just like you I try to educate people because the next thing that they yeah. all they also say is like oh is it Ghana or Guyana you know yeah it's, mm-hmm. it's crazy I, I totally get it yeah so you talked about the diversity which again is just similar to Guyana we have six people six different types of races um, and different mm-hmm. religions just like you spoke about um, in Azerbaijan so specific mm-hmm. to you what are some of the customs and cultures that you celebrate so because it is a very diverse country we have adopted many customs from different actually different cultures for example from from north we are influenced by russia so we actually adopted few russian cultures and customs and then from uh, from south we are influenced by middle eastern culture which is completely different culture from mm-hmm. russian and then we are trying also like kind of to to kind of take some customs and cultures from Europe because we want to go towards Europe as well so we are kind of a mix the country is a mix so we have a lot of um, 
we have a lot of holidays that we celebrate which is coming from very ancient times for example we have this holiday called Novruz which what is, is that? sorry what is that called it's called it's called Novruz it's n o v u r oh no n o v r u z so it's a very ancient holiday it comes from our very ancient traditions of being a um being uh, i don't know how it's called in english but there used to be a religion where people used to um pray to the flames the god of flames i don't know how to say that so before we were muslims we were praying to the flame god and this is the holiday that comes from that ancient times that we still celebrate it because it's a very fun holiday to have yeah and then we have also adopted some muslim um holidays for example people in azerbaijan they fast uh in ramadan and then we also have like european or western um uh, we're celebrating that like, like new year but we celebrated like christmas we have christmas tree we decorate the tree we have santa claus so like you can see like how mixed the culture is because we have like we taken so many holidays and cult- customs from different cultures so it's kind of all came together like a, in a melting pot yeah. so yeah i mean there is no single way of describing it because it's so mixed and so many different cultures yeah. i love that you use that word melting pot because that's a word that we use a lot in guyana and the west indies um and even here in mm-hmm. new york to describe the various cultures and it just brings me back to the whole purpose of this show because i i believe that um even though we may be different in terms of our languages and our cultures we have so many things that are similar you know you, you know yeah. as you just talked about the differences in religions but you this but you still do celebrate christmas and it's exactly how it is in guyana so it's pretty cool so we we don't celebrate christmas like in like december 25th yeah. we celebrate new year in december 31st but the way we celebrate it with christmas tree with santa claus it's very similar to how americans celebrate christmas mm-hmm. So you know what yeah. I mean it's like I don't know maybe people mix christmas with new year in my country <laughs> <laughs> because they like the way christmas is celebrated but because they're muslims yeah. they do oh, so how do I how do I use this but then not celebrate christmas but celebrate new year so they mixed it together yeah. and came up with this idea with christmas tree and the santa claus was decorations in december 31st yeah i think what it is really it's that people enjoy the whole coming together and the exchanging of gifts yeah. and showing your love and appreciation for each other so i mm-hmm. maybe that maybe that's what it's about why they why the, you know the people in your Probably. country may be doing that's something to think about so mm-hmm. one of the famous sites in azerbaijan is known for is the yanar dag am i saying it right yeah <laughs> correct or, correct or, or they they call it also the burning mountain tell me about that yeah so yanar dag means literally burning mountain mm-hmm. So it's a hillside near the capital Baku. To be honest, I have never been there and I'm so 
<laughs> I feel bad about it right now that I have never been there because I, I lived in Baku for almost 10 years and I have never went there. But it is very close to Baku. So it's basically a hill um, and natural gas leaks from the ground. Mm -hmm. And sometime in the past, some guy accidentally burned that gas. So it's keep it keeps burning till today. Oh my goodness. Uh, it's just natural gas coming out of the earth. I know, like, it's very strange, right? And and also people say that, oh, um, I don't know if it was burning back then in ancient times, but as I said before, in our lands, ancient people living there, they were praying to the god of um, flames. Yeah. God, yeah. So they, some people even speculate that um, those people, because of this phenomenon or this kind of phenomenon in this lands, people started uh, making some sacred, um, I don't know, they started praying to God, gods of flame because of this phenomenon and they, people in ancient times, they couldn't explain this kind of phenomenon. So they had to like put some name on it. So this is kind of some speculations, but it's not 100% correct. Mm -hmm. So yeah, this is this is a um, hillside near the capital, and it's just it's it's a very interesting place to go and see. Yeah, and I know that like that place, the Burning Mountain, is something that tourists go to a lot when they visit your country. What mm -hmm. is a place in your country that tourists wouldn't think to go that you would recommend? You know, you should go there. You know, it's often overlooked, mm -hmm. but you think that it's awesome, and you think that more people should see it. Yeah, so mainly when tourists come to my country, they always go to the capital city, Baku, because we have their ancient city, we have castles, and so people go there usually. And because of the uh, commute is easier in the capital city. And if you go to the small towns, it's harder to find the commute. And because my country, we, doesn't, we don't have a good um, infrastructure, of commute mm -hmm. so it's very hard for someone not speaking the local language to go to small towns yeah because of the language barrier so but but i absolutely would recommend like tourists to go small town called um shaki mm -hmm. it's a small town uh in azerbaijan and in that town there are very very beautiful um old historical places and small um, how to how to say it? I don't know how to say it. Like, um, so in ancient times we have um, Canaanites. Um, Canaanites. I think this is what said in English. So small um, kingdoms okay. all over the country. Mm -hmm. So one of the kingdoms was um, Sheki Kingdom, mm -hmm. and the king of Sheki. I say king, but we didn't call them king. We called them Khans. Okay. So, um, Khan of Sheki, they have little, um, not the castle, what's, what, what's the other name of the castle? Um, uh, a, a palace, I think. Palace, exactly. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so, they have their beautiful palaces there where you can see with, with very beautiful glass decoration. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. It's so beautiful. And also, we have another town is called Ganja. Mm -hmm. 
Um, the nature in Ganja is so beautiful. We have a beautiful lake there. It's called Blue Lake. It's so, so beautiful. We have their mountains and the lake is so beautiful. You can go there and have some picnic there or go to the sightseeing in the city because the city is also beautiful. So what I'm saying that people usually go to the capital city, but actually outside of the capital city the small towns there are so many history and beautiful things to see there but i kind of understand them it's because of the because of the commute problems yeah. and the language barrier it's hard for them to go because people in capital cities they speak english but when you go out of capital less and less people speak english so it's yeah. a little bit problematic yeah and more in the remote areas i get that mm-hmm yeah so let's talk a little about your time at pace um uh-huh. you you just completed your studies and yesterday was the last school day for us yay and we're we're both, <laughs> we're both graduating this this semester tell me a little about your time your journey at pace how you come to how, how you made the decision to come to pace university your studies and your involvement as a student yeah. while at pace Oh, it's a long story. <laughs> Let's see how brief we can make it. <laughs> so, uh, my journey to Pace started when I decided that I cannot live in my country anymore and I have to go somewhere else, maybe Europe or United States, because of economic difficulties. The economy of the country was not doing really great and it was very hard to find a job. So I was looking into opportunities to maybe do my second master's or MBAs in United States. So this is how I got to know about Pace. I went to a school fair. We had a school fair in, in Baku, the capital of Azerbaijan. So I went to the school fair. Many schools from different countries were there. They are delegations. So you could go and talk to them, talk about the programs, how is it there, how many years and blah, blah, blah. So I got to know, I got to meet people from PACE. They were not actually from PACE, but they were representing PACE. So I got to talk to them. I learned about the programs and I was really intrigued about the MBA program. So I came home and I looked up to this uh, on internet and I found the programs. I found the requirements and I, I read about the, the university a lot. And then I decided that, yeah, I should go there. And I read about the career services and stuff. And I really loved it. So, and because of the location, it's in New York, it's near Wall Street. And I always had this interest of in financial markets. So I was like, yeah, I, I want to go to the school. So I did my research. I found out the requirements. I took the tests, the IELTS, the English test and the GMAT. And then I applied and luckily I got into, and then I came here uh, in 2017. So after I came here, I actually was very afraid because it was my first time in the United States. It's completely different environment, different culture, even though like from the movies, from your childhood, <laughs> you watch American movies and stuff, you think that you know the culture, oh, yes, but it's so different mean. when you actually come here, exactly, so it's so different when you come here, but it's also so exciting, like New York City, for example, I was going out and I was like, oh, wait, this is the spot where Kevin met his mother. <laughs> 
Oh wait, this is the spot where men in black they went to I don't know hunt some aliens, and it's so funny. Like the city that you have been watching movies that made yeah. here, and anyways, like after I started at Pace, I met incredible, incredible people. I met Melissa. I came to advisement. I met Michelle, Christelle, um, Brooke. And Miss Hines. I mean, the environment was so great, so friendly, yeah. and I, I really miss that days now. When I think right now, I am here in quarantine. But anyway, <laughs> so it was so good times back then. And then I started my classes, and people in my people in the classes were so friendly, and the teachers, the professors. I had a very good time, and I was also wanted to be active in a student clubs. I looked up, uh, I looked into student clubs. I found this um, Pace Graduate Finance Club, um, and then I applied to the club. I got in, and I had an amazing year and a half in the club. And I, I had really good time here at Pace, and because also like. I so as I said before before I didn't say that right before I did my first masters in Germany and in Germany my school was ba- mainly German speaking school only my program was in English okay. so in that school I couldn't get involved into student activities because all student clubs were operating in German oh, and no. because I <laughs> yeah so I always wanted this that okay if I go to an English speaking school this will be my first thing to do I will be very active in the campus and in student clubs and so on so this is what I did here I did it what was your major yeah. pace at pace I did MBA investment management and information systems I'm dual majoring okay so mm-hmm. um what do you say has been or I shouldn't say what you say but how challenging has it been to you know move to um finishing up your studies entirely online in the past what this is it's been what three months now almost mm-hmm. yeah tell me about that tell me about the challenges for you if there were any I mean yeah. if there weren't any it's cool to say oh there was study <laughs> <laughs> well the thing is that I had only one class left oh, you're so the lucky. Last class. <laughs> <laughs> and in our class we had um, team projects presentations and then exams midterm and final exams so so we went to quarantine before the midterm so our midterm we did online and then our second presentation with my team we also did online so every team had two presentations so first presentation we luckily could do before the quarantine and the second one we did after that but to be honest uh, maybe because I had only one class and maybe because my team members were so cooperative and so they were everyone was working well together we were communicating through um messengers and then we were working on google docs in the drive folder and then we were creating our presentation slides there we were communicating well maybe that's why it didn't came out too much struggle for me maybe because my team members were nice uh, but then our teacher, the professor, was also very helpful. He was like always there whenever you wanted to reach out to him. And then we had classes on Zoom, 
and also our professor had the saying that oh I want everyone to open their cameras because <laughs> some students <laughs> they just logged in and then went to I don't know watch some movies or stuff. Oh my goodness. I know but then he was like oh I want you to open your cameras so you have to open your camera so it feels like really being in a classroom. Yeah, you cannot cheat Yeah you cannot cheat there. So we were there. It was okay. okay. Of course it's not the same as the physical but also one thing uh so this class uh it was um MBA um I forgot the name of the course oh my god shame on me <laughs> anyway the very last class that you you take as an MBA mm-hmm. so everyone almost like 80% in the class were graduating students and because of that everyone had to take this class it was so crowded we were like 45 students oh and the classroom they assigned us before the quarantine it was in the third floor it, you know the classrooms in the third floor yeah, right yeah i'm familiar with that they're so tiny I they're small them. and you have to sit yeah. in these little <laughs> So just imagine 45 people in that tiny classroom in that chair. It was so <laughs> horrible. And like if you are like 10 minutes late, it is so embarrassing yes. to find your chair because everyone's so packed, you have to go between people. <laughs> so professor was like, oh I I will um, talk to the administration. I will ask them to give us the classroom and blah, blah, blah. We have been discussing this like weeks before the quarantine that, oh, they have to give us a bigger classroom. And then this quarantine happened and they never gave us a bigger room. (laughs) (laughs) You got a bigger room on Zoom. (laughs) Yes, exactly. It's so ironic. Oh my goodness. So speaking about the quarantine, so COVID-19 came unexpectedly. And for those of us like me and you who are graduating this semester, you know, it kind of it, it well it, it it kind of robbed us of the opportunity to be able to walk in the yeah. graduation ceremony and share the joy and accomplishment of graduating with our friends and family, yeah. like physically there with us, you know. Um, how does that make you feel? Like, what are the emotions um, that are you feeling as we approach May twentieth? We're going to be having virtual ceremonies on May 20th but what is the emotion you're feeling that you know this is not business as usual this is not how I expected to be able to graduate I'm sad I'm very sad I'm very angry I'm disappointed I'm feeling bad about it because I wanted it so much that ceremony and I was looking forward I I my parents they got their visas they got their flight tickets and then they supposed to be here in May 11th and we would do some sightseeing in the city and then in many years they had to come and attend to my first award ceremony and then graduation because I got some award like I got like better what's wrong with me better gamma sigma (laughs) so like I wanted my parents to experience that. I wanted them to see me walking there and taking my certificate. And I don't know, I wanted them to be proud with me. Of course they are proud with me, but still like the ceremony, I really wanted that ceremony. And then, and also the fact that it's in um, 
um radio city music radio city music exactly <laughs> and then i purchased my gown cap and gown they arrived um the day before yesterday and i opened it and like, like i was putting it putting on like cry was crying face oh my god my gown and stuff oh my god it's so sad it's so sad i really i'm very i'm feeling bad about it i really wanted that graduation ceremony but i really hope i really hope that they will do a physical ceremony they didn't they do not promise yet right because yeah. in the email it was saying that well it's not promised but we are trying our best to yeah i think they said in the last email they sent that um we're going they're looking to see if they can have it places. sometime in the winter in january yeah in january or next may yeah i mean it i mean i i appreciate that but I, I'm with you. I have the same emotion of sadness because I don't feel like it's the same. And just like you, um, you know, you want to have your family there to be able mm-hmm. to enjoy and celebrate with you the, the the award that you were receiving. I'm the commencement speaker. I'm the student commencement speaker. I and I, oh and my I have to God. do You know, like oh I felt that God. that was such an honor to be selected and to have my mom mm-hmm. there to see that. Oh. It, I, I feel you. I have the same emotion as you. But you know, you know something that I plan to do. I plan yes. to get dressed. I didn't order um, the gown. Cap and gown? Uh-huh. No, I didn't. But I have my cap and gown from my first graduation. <laughs> <laughs> from undergrad. <laughs> from my first master's. So. Oh, amazing! So you're so, also doing second master's like me? Yes. I'm oh, like, this is my second great. master's, just like you. So Wait. I plan to put it on and just on May 20th and sit and enjoy the virtual ceremony like yeah. I'm there. It's not the same, but I am exactly with you with regards to the emotion. Yeah, yeah. I will so, do this. Go ahead. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. So, so, you know, we've been home. Every one of us have been doing different stuff to keep our minds active and occupied. Um, when we're not attending classes on Zoom, I've been planting and um, writing. What have you been up to? I see you've been posting some YouTube videos, uh, yeah. <laughs> recording different experiences. Tell me about that. Tell me about your YouTube channel. Well, opening a YouTube channel was a very um, old dream of mine like I really wanted to do it I had this on my mind almost years now but I never had the courage to upload the video on YouTube because it's it's not the same as different social media platforms because like for example in in Facebook and Instagram you can choose who follows you and you can see who actually looks into your photos and videos but in YouTube you can you don't have control over it and you don't know who <laughs> yeah. watch your videos right and I don't know it was freaking me out for a really long time and it took me some time to put my uh, like to put my courage together I don't know and then upload my first video so I uploaded my first video in March 8th it's um international women's day mm-hmm. and I when I did that 
we didn't we were not on quarantine yet we were hearing uh here and there the, the news about covid but it wasn't that serious and no one was even expecting it to to get that serious at that time so and since i had this idea of doing youtube for so um so long period i wanted it to do before my graduation because on my graduation day i i wanted to make a vlog like graduation vlog and put it to my channel as well but it never yeah. happened <laughs> and then um and since also like when i first did my masters in germany i regretted so much that i didn't open my channel back there when i was in germany because i i missed so much opportunities there like like youtube wise i could make such an interesting content there yeah but i missed that chance so that's why i i try to like open my channel as soon as possible before my graduation here so i don't regret it in the future that oh i missed that opportunity too so yeah in my channel i basically talk about my experiences here how is it to be an international student in the united states specifically in new york because i'm in new york obviously so like what is the, the the processes and like how to network and like i don't know like basic um my experiences here i talk about different stuff actually yeah. i talk about like how to um figure out your personality type or like pros and cons of living in united states and then in the future i'm planning on making videos on um, small IELTS tutorials. IELTS, you know what's IELTS, right? It's an English test. Maybe you yeah. might not know because you're coming from English-speaking countries. So if you're not from English-speaking country, you have to give this test. It's English test. So I'm because I took the test and I'm kind of pro on that test because I have taken that test like hundreds of times now. <laughs> so I was thinking about maybe make. Uh, small tutorials in my channel on that um, test because there are so many um, students um, so many young people in my country that want to come to United States and to study and they are looking into like courses to take that test and stuff so I thought maybe I can share my experiences and also I'm sharing some of my experiences that I wished someone would tell me when I came here at the first yeah. place so yes stuff like no one usually talks about like for example everyone usually in youtube are sharing how wonderful their life is how perfect everything is going how it's not real yeah it's not real exactly so in my channel i'm actually talking about like how hard some steps are but then you can find people helping you. And also, for example, my I'm talking about how I got my internship with the help of networking and with the help of people working there, helping me. For example, some in, when you go to YouTube, everyone is talking about, oh, I have this internship, perfect internship. I got it because I'm a perfect student and blah, blah. They never talk <laughs> about, they never talk about people helping them on their way. Yeah. Yeah. They never talk about real world. The real challenges, challenges. And what it's yeah. like to be on the internship. Exactly. The job, so yeah. I'm, I'm trying to give, make realistic videos on like, no, it is actually not that simple. No, you cannot um, gain anything only by applying online application. You have to network. You have to meet yeah. people. 
no it's not that easy no it's not like that it's like the <laughs> something yeah. from that vibe yeah so i usually i i tried watching some of your videos they look very entertaining i don't but understand <laughs> anything that you're saying because it's in turkish <laughs> but i thought that you did you did a video um you did one where you and your husband were going to Costco yeah <laughs> what was that one about well i am like here there i was filming oh my monthly uh my monthly Costco um how to say it haul your your run hall yeah so we were on on the quarantine and i wanted to show the lines before the costco how many people are waiting on the line and i was actually sharing what i usually buy in costco what i don't buy it was mainly um forwarded to the um it was mainly directed to the people living in united states or maybe planning to move to united states in a, in a short period because i was explaining like what it worth to buy from costco what is not worth to buy at costco depending on the number of people in your family for example yeah. if you are a big family and you consume very fast it's worth to buy some vegetables and fruits but if you are two people two person family like like ours it's only me and my husband i'm just i was telling there oh i don't buy vegetables and fruits because we never get to finish them before they got spoiled so yeah. we usually buy like rice we buy flour we buy i don't know nutella we buy butter the things that they don't spoil that easily and that fast Yeah, I do the same whenever I do my Costco run as well. Uh-huh. So I I I I I agree with you. But I like that you did, you know, a video like that that's so down to earth. And I also shows. Yeah. I also wanted to share to make a vlog. It was I think my first vlog. <laughs> I have never done vlog before. I also wanted to try that out because mainly I am sitting in my room and talking. So that's yeah. my first time doing vlogs going outdoors that was cool i liked it what is the name of your youtube channel it's just uh not my name it's uh, sarah sarah bakish it's my last name and as a first name i don't i didn't use my real first name because i thought because it's long people might have difficulties to pronounce it as you said <laughs> so i did like sarah sarah bakish and my last name is the same and okay, also because cool. like in the in the past i used to have my instagram account on that name so all my friends they started calling me sarah and it just stuck with me <laughs> and everyone started calling me sarah but then i changed it back to sara and anyway it just stuck with me so i decided to why not to put the name so for my listeners if you are turkish or you're new to new york and you speak turkish um you should check out uh sayara's um youtube uh youtube channel, channel. <laughs> yeah she has a lot of stuff there that i'm sure will be helpful to <laughs> um, newcomers to new york yeah so let's talk a little about the how the pandemic has affected your your family and your country back home has what is the impact of covid-19 in azerbaijan and specifically has anyone in your in your family back home been affected yeah so um actually after the quarantine in in my country they had this um lockdown um they created a system where everyone had to um send an sms to some governmental um 
governmental i don't know office like mm-hmm. you, you take you send a text sms saying that oh i need to go there for example to the supermarket or i need to go to the doctor so you have to put your intention and send to one number i i don't know exactly what number is that so mm-hmm. like and then they would say oh you're allowed to go or not so after the lockdown everyone you couldn't go out so you either have to send this sms and be approved to go out it's like do you know like in france they did similar things so people had to fill a form before going yeah. out and have that form with them and in the in the street if if police stops them they show the form to them that oh i have approval or i have this form. that you're clear like yes. you're not infected so yeah. like similar systems they made in my country so people did the um workplaces they they close the workplaces and many many people are mainly jobless and that's a very bad thing about this lockdown in my country because many countries many companies they don't pay their employees while they're at home it's not like in united states we still get, yeah. get paid right but in my country like even though some companies do pay but most of the companies and especially government um like government offices they don't pay their um employees when they're staying home and that's very sad part about it and also yeah. they had this um uh, thing that people over 65 couldn't go out in no circumstance so if they wow. ha- yeah so if they need their my supermarket needs or any other needs so they're either children or grandchildren have to do it for them and if they don't have anyone uh, i think we had some volunteers like young people doing it for random uh, old people going to their houses yeah. and asking what they need so i would say like quarantine aff- affected very badly my country because the economy is not that strong and also mm-hmm. the government they had this um um this payment like you know here um they hope we got the stimulus stimulus payment yeah like yeah. Um, 1200 so similar to that in my country they had the similar thing but in a very uh, low amount 190 yeah. manats uh, manat is the local currency what is the equivalent to that here in the US i think it's 1.7 so 1 dollar is like 1.7 manat something like that okay so yeah and um so governments they required people to apply to the payment and they had like very high requirements like you have to you you shouldn't have this you shouldn't have that in order to be um in order in order to be like qualified to get this payment but they have this high payment requirements and it's also one of the sad part because the country the people are already poor like they need this money like you have to give them this money no matter if they have this or that i mean if they if people apply to this it, it means they are, they need it so anyway it's it's very sad to see your own country struggling this way and also some people keep working for example banks who are still working and some government entities also are working but in general um and also um Remember I told you that we have this holiday no rules. Yeah, you told me. Yeah, about that. so we celebrated in March, March 21st. And 
the Novru celebration, it came to the time uh, when the quarantine was there already. So people couldn't really celebrate that holiday too. And it's also one of the sad parts because th th this holiday is about celebrating spring. So everyone goes out and like have fun. So people couldn't do that either. And yeah, I know struggling economically. And this is also was any was any of your family members um, infected um, with the virus? No, no one. I actually oh, I, I don't know anyone personally having this virus for now. So that's good. Yeah. That's, that's one that's less, good news. One less thing to be worried exactly. worried about. It's good news indeed. Yes. So what else have you been up to at home um, besides your besides school and your YouTube channel? What have you been doing anything else um, new any new ventures? Well, I have been cleaning a lot. <laughs> <laughs> so <have I. laughs> and then I'm like applying to jobs, obviously, because yeah. I, I need to find a job. And because, yeah. of, because I have OPT and I don't want to lose my OPT. Yeah. And it's been harder since the quarantine because I know now now companies they try to not to hire new people because they are already in financial distress, right? So yeah. and also like we we had to have our career fair. We couldn't have the fair because of the pandemic and that's also one of yeah. the hardness that we encountered and yeah since i'm home like i'm doing youtube i'm i was doing my class now it's finished so and then i'm doing this job search i'm applying i have this thing that i need to apply like 10 15 jobs every day yeah. trying to have this schedule of me yeah set a goal yeah, yeah. I, used, I, I i used to do that when i was um searching for jobs yeah. after I graduated <laughs> the first time yeah yeah so this is what I'm doing I'm cleaning a lot I I also I have this plan like if we if the lockdown ends and if the pandemic like whenever a pandemic ends I really want to go to Miami I don't know I know that it's very rainy. Oh, it's beautiful there. You should absolutely go. Yeah, it's right now I check it's very rainy there, but as soon yeah. as pandemic ends, I don't care if, if it rains there, I will go there because since I'm here, I'm here almost three years now. I have been only in New York, Boston and Philadelphia. That's it. Yeah. These three cities yeah. and I wanna I really wanna like explore the East Coast. So yeah. as soon as pandemic ends, I will make sure that I do that because otherwise yeah. I would regret it a lot. I agree. You know, um, I always tell everyone, um, I believe I love to travel. I believe in traveling and I don't think that you have to, it doesn't, whenever you travel, it doesn't have to be international travel. It can be local travel. Yeah. And when I graduated with my first master's, I did my first master's right here in New Jersey. Oh. Um, and when I graduated, I said, you know what? Um, I'm going to travel somewhere mm -hmm. and I always wanted to go to South Beach mm -hmm. and um, as it would happen it took a very long time for me to find a job after I graduated the first time so I never went to South Beach but when I was working two years after I went to South Beach Aww. and I had an absolute blast yeah. so um, you should definitely go to Miami as your graduation gift to yourself and just have fun. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for the motivation. I, I really need that. <laughs> 
so um you told me that one the one song that has been like your anthem you've been dancing <laughs> the house to um is what dance monkey um, the monkey dance song? monkey What's dance monkey <laughs> dance monkey why that song i don't know why, why like, it's, like it's not even a new song it's been released i don't know last year last summer but i don't know i i love that song and i have been listening to so many different covers of that song like acoustic versions like guitar <laughs> version or, i know it's it's so good i have been listening to that song all day long and my husband he's so he's getting annoyed and i have this same <laughs> discover some new song i get obsessed with that i i listen to it over and over and over hundreds t- hundreds of times and he is like oh my god stop it finally you have been listening to that song like all day but oh i'm obsessed gosh. yeah that song is so good so for our listeners the song is dance monkey and it's by tones and i yeah. And you can check it out on Spotify, which is the platform that hosts the Anchor app that you're listening to the show right now. So, Sayara, before you go, mm-hmm. is there any other music that you recommend that um, people should be listening to while they're on quarantine? Well, there are so many. And especially this quarantine times, I have been listening to many old songs from 2000s. But I will, <laughs> and then like the, the last one, like this is also from um, 2000, the song that I really, I'm obsessed lately. It's called, uh, oh, oh, sorry. <laughs> I played it accidentally. So it's, it's called Replay. I, I think you know the song. It's a very old song. Is it, it's by, is it, is this by Rihanna? No, it's not by Rihanna. It's by I-Y-A-Z. I don't know how to pronounce it. It's Iyaz or something. He, he's a guy. Um, okay. The song is called Replay. It's okay, so I have to look that up. Yeah, it's Spotify. from 2000. I don't know. I have been very nostalgic lately. I have been listening to old songs. So, yeah, these two songs has been my, like, go-to songs. I have been listening to them, like, Replay and Dance Monkey. Like, two songs. I have been listening to them all day. Awesome. So, like, basically, you've been having dance parties. <laughs> <laughs> I might seem very crazy. <laughs> I I get you, Sam. Yeah. I have been doing a lot of dancing myself. So yeah. But I want to thank you thank so much you. for agreeing to do thank this. Thank you for having and me. Just come on and chat with me. Mm-hmm. And for our listeners, you just heard me chatting with Sayara Bakish and she is an international graduate um, of Pace University from Azerbaijan and um, we just had a great chat and um, I I look forward to seeing you soon whenever this quarantine is over I know yeah you know we're both in New York we have to connect at some point and see each other that's crazy thank you so much for having me I it's been such a good chat it has been so for our listeners tune in again next week for another episode of the international experience i'm your host tandika and you never know who's going to come on the show and i hope you'll join us have a great day